All right, so I didn't really want to or expect to do a podcast on this, but I think it's really relevant to talk about telling the difference between truth and error. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hopefully everybody is starting to get a little more sunshine out there and and starting to break free from a lot of these... uh, just being stuck in your home. It's kind of nice to get out and, and a lot of these restrictions get lifted up. But I'm um, still, I'm seeing a lot of it, like, well, let me just be real here. So I'm, I'm, a lot of times when I talk about this podcast, well, one, it's I think it's a therapy session for me to get out a lot of whatever's like on my mind and just put it on paper or put it on recording and then just move on. Um, but two, I do try to like try, I really try to provide value and help people just, just offer my perspective and for people, some people that's valuable for others, it's not others. It's not, but again, I think the practice of recording it in and of itself is good. And if others gain from it, that's an extra bonus, but I have like in my personal network of friends and a lot of people, I think one of the, the biggest struggles a lot of people are having, especially as we develop through this, this crisis is understanding fact from fiction, truth from error. And it's got to a point where there's so much information that people are just not trusting anything. And I think there's a lot of danger in that. And I want to talk about how do we determine fact from fiction? Like, is there like is there a way to figure out what who's telling the truth and who's not? My, I firmly believe there is. And I firmly believe that we can actually use proven methods to be able to do so. So I'm going to do a, two, do a two-part series, one today, one tomorrow. Um, one today is just like how to tell fact from fiction. And then tomorrow will be resources you can do or use and read. I'll give a review of those resources and why they're valuable and how you can use them. Okay. So first I, for those of you out there that are just getting deluged with information, have a deluge of information and are just worried, like, can you tell fact from fiction? Like, yes, you can. It is a very, very easy. It's not easy all, all the time. It takes some time, but I, I'm especially a little shocked when salespeople are like, I just can't trust anything out there. I'm like, dude, you're in sales or if you're in business, like part of your job is to filter through lies and BS every day so that you can like figure out what the truth is. Um, in sales, like that's like one of our jobs is like getting past smoke screens so we can get to the truth. And a lot of it's out there is smoke screens. And so you can actually use a lot of the techniques you've learned in sales or business to help tell, like determine, tell what the tales are and what what is truth from error, okay? But I do want to give six proven things that you can do to like figure out, okay, is this person telling the truth or this is is this not like the truth, okay? And I'll give examples for each one. Well, some of them are pretty self-explanatory, so I won't go in, into too much depth. Um, but these are things you can do to to like as a, as a litmus test, as like a key indicator, all right? And yeah, so let's just dive in. All right, first, does the author of the content does the content you're you're listening to or watching provide alternating viewpoints in their narrative right 
So there's this, I'm going to call it, it's just stupid, this stupid pandemic like film. They call it a documentary. It is not a documentary. It's an interview at the, at, at best uh, propaganda at like the least. Um, but it's, it, it's one point of view and it's like gone popular because like the, the channels banned it, whatever, but like it only provides one point of view. And like by that definition, it is biased and it doesn't like offer different perspectives, you know? So like understanding the, what you're listening to doesn't offer alternative points of view and consider the other side. I think that's really important. One of the like great debaters of our time right now is Ben Shapiro and one of the reasons I personally enjoy watching him and listening to his content is because when he gets in a debate, he'll take the other side and he'll be like, I see what you're arguing here, but this is why that argument doesn't have solid grounds. He doesn't say, he doesn't say that's a dumb argument. That's false. Like, this is why that's a shaky argument. This is why this argument makes more sense. And like, he'll take both sides of an argument in the middle of a debate so that you can see the value and compare and contrast them. Right. Um, so that's the same thing with these, like any content people are publishing about COVID, um, are, are there different perspectives? Can you compare and contrast data sets? Like that's, or just, just viewpoints, like compare and contrast viewpoints. If they're doing that, they're trying to give a fair evaluation of what's happening. If they're not, then they're biased, right? There, there's, there's some kind of motive behind their thing, okay? So number two, statistics. Let's talk statistics. I actually took a stats class my freshman year of college I spent more time in that class than anything else because um, stats didn't, it just didn't come naturally to me and I had to work really hard to, to understand it. Um, that being said, I'm really grateful for that because it just, it made me really learn the material for, through repetition. I don't think I would have remembered it as well as if it would just come easily. So not, and I am not a stats ep- expert by any means, but there's a few things that you can do and we can do to understand the analysis here, okay? So first, like small sample size, like small numbers bias. If stats have small numbers with them, like they're by definition are not reliable, right? And usually the sample size is about a thousand with these pandemics, it's gonna be more. Um, but a lot of times there's there's statistics out there, people like there, there's statistics and there's first person experiences, right? First person experiences are always what are going to where we as human beings are going to remember, we're better at remembering stories, we're better at remembering like people's conversations. Numbers and stats are harder to remember. So if someone tells us a story about how horrible COVID is or how bad it is to shut down the economy, that's going to impact us more than actual statistics, okay? That's that small number bias is relying on testimonials versus like broad ranges of numbers, okay? So that's the first thing you have to track, okay? So small number bias. The second thing is like, irregularities and percentages. So one of the things we're seeing specifically with COVID is that the democratic areas are way higher numbers of COVID and deaths than Republican areas. Now, most people are going to say that's because the, those liberal areas are lying about the numbers or left-leaning areas, I should say, are, are lying about the numbers. And I, I don't, necessarily think that's the case because stats you have to include you have to think about multiple variables you can't just think about one variable and that's what probably people get stuck on they say oh, oh that's a liberal area that's a conservative area they're lying about their stats like no there's other factors in here that you have to take into the statistical analysis so number one usually democrat areas 
are higher, like they're usually cities where there's a higher denser, there's a denser population. There's more people per square mile, right? And so there, because there's more people, a contagious disease is going to travel faster by definition. So there's going to be more cases. Um, number two, whether you like it or not, democratic areas are usually more underprivileged and have more health issues. Now you can go into like whatever policy descriptions and happy levels, not happy levels. You should be a Republican because they're happier and healthier. You should be, you know, whatever. Like you can draw all the conclusions you want, but typically speaking, Democrats, uh, the, the electorate have more health issues, underlying health issues and are more underprivileged. Not, I don't think that's necessary because the Democrats just think that like the party platform of like, it, it speaks to those people more. So that being said, we've seen with this disease that those people are more susceptible to like reporting it and getting like with a fate there. It's more fatal to those people. So yes, they're going to have more cases just because that's the target people for it. Right. Uh, and, and, and so that th those two stats alone are always going to have higher ones. Just like in Italy, Italy is going to have higher stats because it's just an aging population that's probably not very healthy, right? Versus like South Korea, where yes, they have an aging population, but everybody's a lot healthier, you know? So th those are gonna skew the numbers, the stats. So number one with stats, don't have a small sample size. Number two, you have to understand like the different variables that are involved in the statistics. Um, lastly, there are gonna be exaggerations in numbers. I think we that is like a given. Like you could sit there and like try to, debate whether the, the morality of that, um, but people are going to exaggerate both ways, right? So Republican states, if they don't, if they want to open up, people are going to be more incentivized to lower the numbers so they can show like, oh, like we're not having, it's not as bad as it is, so we should open up. Like I literally have friends and family that were like really sick for like a week and a half that went to get tested and said, hey, we don't want to test you. Like they got turned away from testing. So like, that I'm, I'm I, they didn't say this isn't like explicit. There's no writing on this, but I'm pretty sure it's because they wanted to keep their stats down. On the other hand, these Democrat areas, like the, there are hospitals out there that are getting paid more to report COVID deaths. So yes, they're going to like exaggerate those numbers. Okay. That doesn't mean like there's anything nefarious going on necessarily, maybe selfish. Yes. Um, but nothing like crazy. Right. So a lot of people get, Oh, that's a conspiracy. It's like, no, it's just human nature. It's just human nature, you know, whatever. Okay. So first one, do, do does the content you're listening to the author provide alternating viewpoints in the same like message to get a better like perspective? Number two, statistics. Okay. Number three, do they cite their sources and do the sources agree with the conclusion of the author? Okay. Another like issue I had with that pandemic movie is it just accused things without like actually having showing stats or sources. Like if they would have, like they talked about how like the, the, how bad vaccines were, right? Like the big pharma. And I'm not saying big pharma is like free of any guilt. Like they have a lot of blood on their hands, like literally. Um, but if like you want to, if you want to prove that, then you got to go to like find someone that had an issue with the vaccine they got that's directly related or multiple people and prove it. Like if you just, like I can say anything, like, you know, tigers are green, right? Like I can say anything I want, but until I go look at an actual tiger, that I can, oh, they're actually not green. That person was just colorblind, right? So the, not that orange and green are like colorblind colors. I know that was a really bad example. Um, but like if someone doesn't cite sources or go to the source and they just make a claim, that's not very like, doesn't, doesn't help, right? All right. Next one, or I'm like, yeah, so next one. 
are the video or testimony sources like pro like documented and attributed? So this is this kind of goes back to citing sources. Um, the difference between like citing a source is like just a reference or like bibliography, right? In a research paper, like a video and testimony sources are a little different. Um, and they're usually not like you need to document them. So like if someone has a, a they experienced, let's say they went to a uh, a was was COVID. They went to a hospital and they 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 saw that a doctor like changed the death from something else to COVID, right? Like, is that just a hearsay or is that actually like testimony on video? Like, can they record that? Like, that's, it's a very different thing. Like, it, would it stand up in court? Yes or no? It's a good, good one, okay? So number five, um, does the author have monetary interest in the topic they're discussing? Like, what interest does the person have? Um, so this is really, really important. And it's it's one of the reasons why people are so caught up in all this it's because there are some people that have a lot of monetary um, involvement. It's like, so like big pharma has monetary incentive to create a vaccine, right? Cause they're going to make a lot of money from that. So that is going to influence the people that they sponsor and publish that want to push a vaccine because they're gonna make millions of dollars. Okay. Whether that vaccine is like nefarious or not, I don't, I think people are like making these conspiracy theories when people are just trying to make money. Like I think there is a difference there, but um, anyway, so you need to understand like, what is the interest this person has in the topic? Now, a good example of like a positive of this is there are a lot of like medical research for firms that have been testing people and are doing it for like research purposes. And I can tell you, researchers don't make a lot of money. They actually, they do do it to like, cause they want to prove they're right. Not so much. They want to prove like how much money they can make. And so like medical institutions or like medical schools that are publishing results, those are really reliable sources, especially if other people have duplicated, use those same methods or similar methods and got similar results at, in a different sample size or different population, right? So those, that's something you could, you could really trust, all right? Lastly, I know I'm going over all these like super quick. Um, does the source adjust their opinion over time? This one's like probably, I didn't write this one down originally, but it's really important um, because some people are so dogmatic on their view even if there's like different like information coming in, they won't change it. And that to me is a huge sign of someone that's just saying things because they want to push a certain agenda or have a certain viewpoint and they're not willing to change. Now, some people are like, well, they change their agenda, then that means they're, they're not reliable. It's actually, no, they're changing. If they're changing their, their message based off of changing statistics, based off of changing like documentation, evidence, and like new developments, that for me makes them more credible because they're not saying, oh, I believe that this is a government conspiracy or I believe that like we have to stay home because if we don't, we're going to kill millions of people. Like, but as people for the individuals or organizations that have changed their view over time, what that tells me is, is they're not trying to just push a single agenda. They're trying to do what's best for the people of the time. And yes, they may have made a mistake in the past, but they're changing based off of new incoming like evidence that to me shows that person's not just doing this for for their own like reasons or self-interest. They're literally trying to do what's best, even if they're not, they're doing it perfectly. Okay. So that's rapid fire. Holy cow. That took like 15 minutes. Um, almost like that's a lot more time than I thought I was going over. Um, but the, the point of this is to say that there are measuring tools. There are indicators that show what the credibility the trustworthiness of a source. And this is like a very small list. Like I could have gone on for a lot longer 
Um, and I talk like really fast too, but, um, just understand that people like people have agendas during a crisis and they're trying to push them. If, if you don't believe that, just go on the internet and look how many masks ads there are. People are literally advertising masks like crazy. They're just trying to take advantage of the situation. Um, there are people in different positions trying to take advantage of it for a lot of reasons. And not all of those are necessarily bad reasons. Um, they could be very noble reasons. Uh, but you still have to take that with a grain of salt and use a ruler use like a third party way of measuring truth so that we're not susceptible to confirmation bias, believing what we want to believe because it's what we believe, right? Or making the stats like fit our own worldview. And so it's, it's hard to do that. But if you just look at like what I do is I, I put in the information based off those six things and a few others. And then I just look, does this match this or not? Nope, it doesn't. Okay. Not credit or, you know, maybe this way, but it doesn't match this way. Then you can like determine the credibility and the believability of a source based off that, not based off of like, oh, does this like argument make sense to me? Like I have been duped by things that haven't made sense. So that's why I created like a rubric for me to guide like truth. Um, that's probably because I spent a lot of years, six years of my life studying North Korean propaganda and politics. And um, it's all based off, you know, it's all with with uh, very uh, bad purposes that they they publish things. So you have to be able to tell the truth between truth and a lie. And uh, if you spend six years studying a uh, a very closed off government <laughs> like North Korea, it's uh, stuff like this is actually not too not too bad. Um, anyway, that's a long one. Kind of rambled on for a bit, but for those that actually listen to this whole thing, thank you. And if you have any tips on how to on on what you're doing help filter information correctly. We'd love to hear them. Anyway, over now.